I've got another super special episode for the world here. So what's up, world? I am asked consistently about preparation for boot camp, for the Naval Academy, for Bleep Summer, for OCS, for ODS. And if you're not about to enter the Navy, this isn't very applicable to you. Maybe it is to someone you know. So share and send it. Thank you so much. But for a lot of you who follow me, because I have a, an awesome Navy following with a lot of awesome questions, this is going to help you. And I'm going to give you this from my personal experience, my recommendations, the biggest things I think you should be focusing on. Um, but, you know, it's it's very misunderstood on how to prep, what to focus on, and maybe what your perception should be of you and yourself and your confidence before you walk in. So we're going to set the record straight here, and I'm going to give all of my personal tips and I think you're going to walk away with a much better understanding of how to prepare yourself to join the world's greatest Navy. What's up, world? Kelly Hall here, and I am going to be giving you some specifics today on how to prep for your naval journey. And I did not go through officer development school, officer candidate school, or boot camp. I went through plebe summer at the Naval Academy. So each of these programs are all a little bit different, but obviously have the same goal of entering into the Navy as a complete ready individual and competent and ready to lead sailors. So the end goal here is the same. The preparation may not be, but I do get this question a lot. A lot of people want to know like what my advice is to prepare, what they can be doing differently, all of that. And so, you know what, even though my experience is limited to that of plebe summer at the Naval Academy, we still go through an arduous eight-week process of transforming from civilians to members of the Naval Academy. We take an oath on the very first day. Um, we join the Navy. We become technically reservists or inactive reservists during that time as midshipmen, but then we you know, launch into four years of preparation. So those key moments as a high schooler for me preparing to go to the Naval Academy were huge. And I was really fortunate because I had an older sister who had already gone through the process. So she was able to tell me, you know, a handful of things that helped her or she wished she had done differently. Same thing with my father, although he didn't go to the Naval Academy, he did go to boot camp. So a lot of it was prep, 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 prep. And I want to share that knowledge with you guys. So right off the bat, I'm going to share my misunderstanding with you. It is very misunderstood that when you are an all-star in, say, in high school or in college or in your career and you join the Navy, that that is enough, that you don't need to prepare. You are the star football player on your team and everyone loves you and you have the leadership capabilities of Barack Obama. That's terrific. But you still got to prepare. And same goes for the adults that are, you know, launching careers to become officers in the Navy and what have you. It is, it is completely different. It is life-changing. And that's why we have these programs like Officer Development School and Officer Candidate School. Because when you're immersed in a naval culture, you're going to be lost if you haven't had that preparation and gone to these boot camps and whatnot. So, 
It is not enough to be awesome in your individual self. You're now joining an organization full of amazing people with incredible skill sets. And you also have to learn how to lead, how to be a part of this organization. It's completely different. The mentality is different. It's a switch. So this applies to everyone, whether you are the star track runner or the science girl or the 30-year-old who's joining into the Navy Reserves still is important. So I'm going to go straight into it and say one of the most obvious things that you can do to prepare, which is working out. And I can't give you specific advice because I don't know your nutritional background, your history, your health history, all of that. We're all very different. But I'm telling you, doing something is better than nothing. It really is. Because when you get to your commissioning source or boot camp, and I'll speak from the Naval Academy experience, that's going to take up about 75% of your time. You're going to be doing some sort of physical fitness during this time. So for us at the Naval Academy, again, seven-week process, you know, you are looking at bright and early 4.35 a.m. wake-ups and then you all muster in the hall, and then you all run as a group or a company down to the fields, and the next hour and a half is running and stretching and exercises and just push-ups and pull-ups and and everything as a brigade of midshipmen and your plea classes down on the field. So you're doing this every single morning for eight weeks, and that's just that starts off the day, you know, and last an hour and a half. You're not talking about obstacle courses or the fact that you essentially run everywhere. <laughs> you're never standing still. At the Naval Academy, you're not even allowed to walk in the hallways as a plebe, as a freshman. You have to run everywhere. They call it chopping. And it's this like nice little shuffle jog that you do. But still, it's a jog <laughs> through every single hallway of the Naval Academy and the dormitory. So something is better than nothing. I would recommend if you are not doing anything, you need to at least prepare for the basic PFA standards. That's our physical fitness assessment. And it includes a mile and a half push-ups and sit-ups. And like, you know, you're going to take that at the Naval Academy. You take it within the first four days you're there as kind of like a standardized test. And then you're going to take it when you join the Navy. So you're going to have to take it twice a year for the rest of your naval career. So, you know, start doing the push-ups, start doing the sit-ups, start running. The cardio is very, very important. And you're going to say, Kelly, I don't run. Well, guess what? You're going to now. So just putting in the 10 minutes a day to go on a jog and then building that to 15 and then building that to 20 and then building that to 25, something is better than nothing because – Nothing is worse than going into one of these programs, bootcamp, OCS, ODS, what have you, and having to worry about the physical fitness part. You're probably already going to be stressed about it. I was recruited to run track and cross country. So the cardio aspect, I was not really that worried about. But everything else, you know, the academic portion, the the knowledge, which I'll get into more, I was worried about that. So it was nice to at least have like the physical fitness down for me. Um, so just ways to alleviate that stress as you walk into this new environment and this really stressful environment, mind you, that's going to help. So working out is the best thing you could do. 
go get a class pass. Go get something where you can do every sort of physical fitness class. I'm I am not saying Zen yoga. Don't do not go namaste on me. This is not the time. You need to be doing something strenuous, really, really difficult to get that heart rate up, to get you moving, because that is going to help you in plebe summer in boot camp at OCS. No excuses. Hopefully everyone hears this message and they go sign up for a workout class right away because it's very, very important whenever you're going through this. All right. So next is also one of the most important things you can be doing, the knowledge. Studying beforehand and you're thinking, I'm going into the Navy. I'm not joining – I'm not going – to a college. Well, that's true. Unless it's the Naval Academy, then yes, technically you are going to a college. But you need to equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible so that way your detailers or the person that's screaming at you, we'll put it that way, do not have an opportunity to push you down or attack you or make you feel like you're not qualified to be there. And at the Naval Academy, I know that you get a handbook for OCS. I know you get a handbook for ODS. I know you can start studying some of your ranks and rates before boot camp. At the Naval Academy, we have this little book called Reef Points. You can buy it online. You can buy it at the midshipman store, but it's this tiny, tiny book that you can legitimately fit into your pocket. And has anything and everything you'd ever want to know about naval history, the Naval Academy, the Navy in general, and the Marine Corps, to be honest. So this little book that's about 120 pages long, you have to study throughout plebe summer. And you have to be able to regurgitate that information back to your detailers. And so the day you show up to the Naval Academy, you are already expected to know the mission and the ranks and rates and the chain of command and things like that. So imagine not knowing that and then showing up, going through the stressful environment of getting your hair cut or your head shaved or carrying all your equipment or getting screamed at or whatever on induction day and then having to study. And let me remind you, you're not studying in like a comfortable library with a nice cup of, you know, chai tea. You're studying at attention with your elbow up at 90 degrees and the book so close to your nose, you can smell the ink. That's how you're supposed to be studying. And there's people running around you. There's people being yelled at and you're supposed to be studying the naval mission statement. Like, I don't know about you, but that's not comfortable for me. So you might as well get that head start while you're comfortable at home, while you can review with friends, you can pull it out in the car, you can talk to your parents, you can talk to your girlfriend about it, but you can start reviewing those key things. The more naval knowledge you have, the better. And at the Naval Academy, which is also similar to OCS, you have to learn a different rate a day. There's like a rate of the day. So for example you know, day 12 of plebe summer, you have to memorize the man in the arena um, statement. I, it's not technically a poem, but there's a paragraph, the man in the arena. Um, and it's a really, really powerful message. And it's long. I mean, it's a paragraph, but you're supposed to memorize the entire thing. And it's, it is really, really powerful. But again, that's a whole paragraph you need to memorize in one day. So there's certain things that you're going to be learning every single day. So if you can get ahead of the little things, 
like ranks, like rates, like, you know, building history or naval history or Medal of Honor winners or what have you, that is going to help tremendously. So don't put the studying off at all. I know that your recruiter is going to give you a handbook. You're able to buy the reef points. You can look online for this information. You need to attach yourself to someone who has recently gone through the process. I'm giving you the tips because I obviously went through the Naval Academy, but I'm also working, I have worked as a recruiter for the last three years. So, you know, I have the background in this, but even I, I haven't gone through plebe summer in 10 years. 10 years ago, I was a plebe. So even things might have changed now in the way that they're they're doing it and structuring plebe summer. So I would find someone who is in the classes a couple years ahead of you, maybe just graduated. That even might be pushing it. But someone who recently went through that because that's going to be really important to kind of pick their brain on how things were operating and what you can do to get ahead. Um, next, this is also, this is a pro tip. I talked about this in one of my other episodes about the Naval Academy, but I am telling you now to reiterate another thing you need to do before you ever go to boot camp or OCS or ODS or the Naval Academy, you need to go through your social media. Absolutely need to go through it. And I'm saying this from a public affairs standpoint because I was the brigade public affairs officer my senior year at the Naval Academy. So I had to know a lot about the instructions and the rules and what we're allowed to do online. Well, if you think the Naval Academy, superior officers, your company, or your detailers aren't going to look you up online, you're wrong. They will. They absolutely well. So first, you need to go through your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, what have you, and make sure things are appropriate. And the best metric I would say is think of if your grandma was staring at it on a screen, would she think it's okay? And then if you're like, oh, well, my grandma's super cool, so it's fine, then think about your employer. You know, if your dream job, if your dream is to be, you know, a nuclear scientist, if the guy that's heading up that firm saw it, would you be embarrassed? So if the answer is yes, take it down. Archiving is a very, very powerful tool, friends. Archive it or just delete it. You don't even need it on there anymore. But you don't want anything that's questionable that could be screenshotted, screenshotted or sent around to the detailers or really just making you less of a qualified future naval officer or future sailor. So really just take a moment to think about, you know, those high school spirit photos or those beach photos or those cheeky photos or the moment you thought you looked super, super beautiful, but maybe it's coming off a little bit of a negative connotation. Um, Just Take a look at everything. Anything that could go viral and shed a poor light on the Navy, the Naval Academy, yourself, your chain of command, delete it and archive it. And I'm going to take that a step further. I would also recommend you put your account on private through the duration of that training. Uh, The Naval Academy, you don't get access to your phone again. I went through 10 years ago. Um, who knows? They might do, have, they literally might even let you use your phone now. Probably not. But for most of these cases, you don't have your phone. So just arc, archive and then put your account on private. And then 
during the duration of your time at the Naval Academy, you also need to be careful. And when you graduate from A school or C school or the Naval Academy or from ODS, you still fall under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, the UCMJ, and you're now representing the military online. So you've got to be careful. So for many people, they just keep their accounts on private because they want to make sure the only people following them are you know, close friends, family, people that they can control. For me, I have my accounts public, obviously, but I also take a second to look at every single post I have and think, is this shedding a good light on the military? And that's very important because if it's not, it's not worth posting and it's not worth risking my career. So don't let that happen to you too. So social media is absolutely huge. The last thing, it kind of has two points to it, but the last way to prepare really is from within, which maybe sounds a little cliche, but very important to have yourself centered and focused and ready and confident, confident before you go into any of these opportunities, whether it's the Naval Academy or OCS or ODS or boot camp. Because first of all, I'm just going to say from the exterior, you need to be the most confident person when you walk in. Again, the misunderstanding is that if you were, you know, something hot before you ever showed up and you were the all-star at XYZ, we don't care. And your detailers don't care and your staff doesn't care because now you are a member of the Navy and we're going to hold you to our standards. So whether you were just the smartest little nerd in the science club you better show up there with the loudest voice and the most confidence and stand tall as well as the rest of your peers. You know, it is not just about physical build. The funny thing is, and I won't name any specifics, but I had guys in Plebe Summer who I adore, mind you, but these guys were about three times my size standing next to me during Plebe Summer. And there were times when I was yelling louder than they were. So you still need to be loud. And the detailers will notice that. And it'll make you look poor if you're not performing at your top as well. So one of the best things you can do is be loud. Be loud in everything you do during that time. During pleep summer, when you were standing there, when they're asking you a rate, when they're asking you a question, sound off with confidence. Always be loud. And that helped me stand out a lot in a great way because I was always very vocal. But do not say, oh, I, I'm midshipman and Kelly Hall. You say, I'm midshipman Kelly Hall. And you yell, but I don't want to break the mic here. So you scream it and you scream it with pride. You're proud in everything you do and you're energetic with everything you do. And I get it. The whole process is very exhausting. All of it's exhausting. The early wake-ups, the marching, the standing at attention, your knees hurt, your feet hurt, all of it hurts. And I get it, but you still need to be energetic. Whether you are grabbing a buddy to go to the bathroom, you are hopping out and you are being quick and you're saying yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and you have never been more excited to go to the bathroom, but you need to be energetic in all that you do. And then I will finish this off with the confidence note of 
you need to self-reflect before you ever get there. And you need to be confident why you're there and why you chose this path and why you're going to be amazing at it and why you are going to bring something different to the Navy. Not arrogance, not I'm the next CNO, everyone should know it. You are there to grow, you are there to learn, but you also are there for a reason. So remember why you have the capability to do this. It seems scary. It seems daunting. But guess what? I'm 10 years in. It's been 10 years since I stood in Tecumseh Court and I raised my right hand and I joined the Navy and I entered the Naval Academy. And I am not at all the same small, timid girl I once was. But even back then, I had confidence. I knew I could do this job. I knew I wanted to lead. I knew the capabilities I was bringing into the picture. And no matter how many people screamed at me, no matter how many people said I was too small or I wasn't capable, in my mind, I said, you'll see. You will see. I can do this. But I had that conversation with myself before I ever left. And you need to have that conversation too. If you are unsure, if you're doubting yourself before you ever get there, you're not going to be able to handle the amount of pressure that you're going to be facing when you arrive. So walk in, chin up, fully confident why this is the place for you and why this is the chapter that you want to enter in your own life. And then be loud, be proud, and be energetic. I promise you, if you channel some of these tips hopefully all of them, but definitely some of them, this will help you tremendously. Speak to someone who's gone through the process recently. Processes change. Standards change. Well, we always want amazing sailors in the Navy. That's the standard. But standards for operating change. So discuss that with them. And listen and re-listen and take notes during this podcast and implement them. It is not going to hurt you. So that is all my personal opinion. You know, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Navy or as a recruiter, as Lieutenant Hall. I'm speaking to you as a once 17-year-old preparing to go to the Naval Academy who was bright-eyed and excited and fearful, but also just ready, ready to do something different and something exciting with my life. Best of luck to you guys. Can't wait for this to get into your ears and your hearts and get you excited about this journey you're going on. Congratulations. It's absolutely amazing. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Lieutenant Hall on my Instagram. That's at Lieutenant Hall or my personal Instagram at Kelly Renee Hall. Um, But connect with someone close with you because you're going to want all the support you can get on this next chapter. Thanks, guys. Go Navy. Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.